If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. We've made it to Friday. It is the DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. Frank Handran from Veasan. Hope you are doing well. Uh, last night was tough. Took the Celtics uh, minus the four. That was a big, fat loser. I did give out the Phillies to beat the uh, Nationals, who are sliding, slip sliding away five in a row. Uh, they got a uh, matinee going on right now. Taking on the uh, uh, Phillies again. Second of five. They'll play again later on tonight at 7.05. We'll look at that game in just a second. But here's the deal. You just take uh, whoever's playing the Nationals until until they actually win a game. Which right now with their pitching in disarray and their bats sort of dead. um, Yeah, just take the Phillies until this bad boy comes to a halt. In fact, tonight, game two, the Phillies are minus 165. Nationals plus 143 at Bet River Sportsbook. Total is 10.5 tonight. Oof. See the pitching matchup for game two. Um, like I said, you're probably uh, listening while game one is going on. Suarez and Adone going in game one. Uh, Adone stinks. He's 1 in 10, 6 9, 5 ERA. Suarez 4 and 4, 4 4 0 ERA. So that is game one, the pitching matchup. And then in game two tonight, it is Falter for the Phillies, who is 0 and 2, a 4 2 0 ERA. Paolo Espino goes for the Nationals. He's 0 and 1, a 2.08 ERA. But again, uh, I like the Phillies until the Nationals finally crack through and get a victory. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty. Pretty cut and dry 
when it comes to betting on the uh, Nationals or not betting on the Nationals. Again, Game 2 Phillies, only minus 165, so it's not a terrible risk to win some money against the Nationals. Who, like I said, have dropped five straight. First game, if you get it in, Phillies are minus 190. Not going to touch it because it's, uh, it's a 105 start. Nationals at plus 160. Run total is 10.5 in both Games one and two. Phillies won the opener last night. Again, Patrick Corbin is is just struggle city. Took the L. And the Nationals as a whole are just struggle city right now. They are 23 and 43, 11 and 23 at home. The Phillies are 14 and 14 away, 33 and 31 overall. They won like 12 of the last 13 or something. So take the hot team. Take the Philadelphia Phillies uh, later on tonight. Straight ahead, DC CityCast. We'll get into the Commanders. Had a chance to chat with George Wallace, sports director at WTOP here in DC. Covers the team. We'll get his uh, uh, take on the Commanders. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but Ron Rivera, who just fined Jack Del Rio hundred grand the other day for his uh, tweets about the dust up at the Capitol on uh, January 6, twenty twenty one. Said he fined him because of the uh, comments, not because he has freedom of speech. He can say whatever he wants, but it was a distraction to the team, so he fined him 100 grand. grand. Well, today the NFL fining Coach Del Rio and the Commanders $100,000 for excessive hitting at OTAs, and they lose two OTAs next year. So we'll chat about the Commanders with George Wallace. We'll get into the NBA Finals as well. Just an awful night if you are a Boston backer. I like to remember. I I I told you to take Golden State winning the series at minus one fifty nine, so that was a winner. But as far as last night, I I I didn't like the Celtics at all. But why were they minus four? So I laid the lumber on the Celtics and I took home an L. They were up twelve to two, off to a great start, and then they just put their legs between their knees and just brace for impact. What a disaster! If you're a Celtics backer. They stunk on so many levels. Now, again, give credit to Golden State. They're unbelievable, hitting shots left and right. But the Celtics' inability to at least give a, give a fight was embarrassing. How many turnovers can you just, just hand over to your opponent? Say, take it away. How many times can you just watch the ball hit the rim and do nothing about it for an off or defensive rebound? Like basketball 101 at its highest form failed big time for the Celtics. My God. So, yeah, I'm a little frustrated about that loss. Happy I took Golden State to win the series. Pissed off that I took the Celtics last night. Uh, Minus four. They were favored for the love of God. (sighs) Okay. I'm relaxed now. I, want to <laughs> I should check out Matt Rivers to see who the NBA uh, Futures champ, uh, who's a favorite for next year. Should we do that right now? See who the favorite is? Is it, Do they even have that up yet? Oh, my God. What a disaster. NBA. Let's see if they have next year's champs already up. Uh, no, they have like, yes, they do. You know who's favored to win next year? Yes, the Golden State Warriors, plus 600. Celtics, plus 700. Not touching the Celtics ever again. The Clippers at plus 700. What? Oh, because maybe Kawhi will be back. And the Bucks at plus 700. Nets, plus 900. Suns, plus 1,000. Heat, plus 1,000. Mavericks, plus 1,200. Where are our Washington Wizards already looking forward to next NBA season? Do you know, just, take a, just take a guess what the Wizards are to win the NBA Finals next year. You got it? I didn't mean to blow you out the water. Plus $50,000. So the local teams, man, long shots. 
Long shots at best. Jesus, H. Manure. So we'll get into the NBA Finals. We'll talk Commanders next with George Wallace. And like I said, I'm taking the Phillies against the Nationals until the Nats finally get a victory, uh, which right now it's just they look they look pathetic. All right, that's next on the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Handran from VEASAN. Baseball is here, and Bed Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. A reminder, U.S. Open is going on now. And Bet Rivers has given you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open. Receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost. While doing it at Bet Rivers, go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino, Portsmouth. Must be 21, playable in Virginia. Only gambling problem. Call 1 888 Let's bring on George Wallace, sports director, WTOP, covers the Commanders. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Dude, I'm never going to get used to it. I don't know about you. Well, the I just... way you said that, yeah, the way you said that was like you're not used to it yet. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> This pause because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> hey, happy Father's Day, by the way. Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you, and to, and to you as well, bro. We have two days. We got you got your birthday, and we got Sunday. So that's it. That's make, it. Make, I mean, we, technically, it's our weekend, though, right? Do we get the weekend? See, now I don't know. I, it's usually just Sunday for me. So that's a whole another. That's a whole another. That's a whole another podcast. <laughs> It's not a bad idea, actually, for a podcast. Uh, let's let's chat, Commanders, because I know you're out at OTAs. You cover the team. Uh, it just came down today, in fact, that uh, Coach Ron Rivera and the organization fined $100,000 for, I guess, excessive hitting. Now, the rules at OTAs are there's there's literally you're not allowed to do any tackling, right? Is that the case? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the case. I mean, look, they're in they're in helmets and they're in, in um, you know shorts. And we saw the big the big hit was Jeremy Reeves hitting Downey Brown over the middle. Ron Rivera lost it, stopped uh. practice, said some words we can't talk about, or we can't say. Uh, very animated about that, about, you know, we don't basically discipline, and that's just totally uncalled for. Mm-hmm. And apparently there were a few other things. The NFL reviews all film from OTAs, and they uh, thought it was a little too, uh, a little too excessive. So find them. Hundred thousand dollars and taking away two OTAs oh. next year. Play, players will love that. Yeah, right. Like right. <laughs> so, do you think it's from them reviewing the film, or do you think some player went to the players' uh, rep and said, "Hey, we're, we're doing too much hitting"? You know what? I, that's a great question. Well, the the, the Reeves hit mm-hmm. was pretty well documented. Right, it was all over the place. Yeah, it. yeah, and Rivera even talked about it. Said we don't need that. So, uh, but is it is it one hit that? causes you to lose two practices and a hundred thousand dollars i would hope not um i don't know if uh players would go and, and rat out the coach on that or not right right no i probably not i was just i, uh, I would doubt and it. i saw other teams are getting it too so yeah it is probably they're reviewing the film they go aha 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 and that that reeves well, and, and harbaugh the ravens lost a bunch oh a that's right ago, a couple years ago yep yeah yep and the reeves and deami brown that was voluntary otas right or was that mandatory? 
No, that was that was you're right. That was during the OTAs. The only mandatory was this three this, days. This three days. This week, mm-hmm. but it was during the um, during the OTAs. Yeah. So yet another issue for this team. Not that big of an issue, but again, it just makes headlines for the Commanders in a negative light. But what were some of the positives that you saw out there? In, in Steamy Ashburn this week, you got your another look at Carson Wentz, the rookie, uh, Dotson. What did you take in from the the little that you were able to watch? Or you got to see a little bit of it, right? Most of the OTAs this week. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we could watch it all. You know okay. what? I'll be honest. It's, you know, it's tough. It, look, it's it's there in shorts, right? Mm-hmm. running around in shorts. We can't tell much. But I will say there is a huge difference between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke when you look at a quarterback. I mean, not even... Not even the kind of ball they throw, but just standing mm-hmm. next to him, how much taller Carson Wentz is than Taylor Heineke. But um, I mean, he throws. He, I mean, it, it's a it's a really hard football he throws. I mean, it's it's you can tell that that stands out to me um, mm-hmm. pretty uh, blaring glaringly. I mean, that, that is, mm-hmm. and and it's nice to see what an actual. I mean, look, let's be honest, we haven't seen that around here in quite some time, no. right? As quite some time, as, yeah. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So to see a quarterback and the players. Every player to a man, very impressed with how much Carson Wentz has been able to um, learn this offense pretty quickly. And the way he goes and he asks questions, he'll ask questions of the defense, of the secondary and the cornerbacks. Look, why did you take, why did you, you know, why did you go this way and look me off here? Why did, what did you mm-hmm. see from me and this and that? Yeah. So players very, players very impressed with that uh, and how well he has picked up this offense and able to run this offense. Uh, so that has been a big positive, I would say, coming out of these uh, off season. And the rookie John Dotson, all mm-hmm. of the players saying the same thing. Keep in mind, Terry McLaurin not here. Yep. Skipped OTAs, skipped the mini camp, working on that contract. So Dotson got a lot of it, uh, and uh, you know, players very impressed as well with the rookie and how quickly he's been able to come in and pick up this offense and just show flashes again in practices where you're not in pads, you're not going full speed, but. Uh, players have been impressed with that, and even you know with the, with Sam Sims, uh, you know a guy that's been here for quite some time now. He's one of the veterans in this wide receiver room, and he just always seems to kind of get lost in the shuffle. But he's had uh, a few good practice, a few good weeks at practice as well. So those are some of the bright spots. Defense, we know we don't see Chase Young yet on the field, of course, coming back from that uh, from the ACL. Montez Sweat has been uh, in, uh, missed a little bit early on, but has been back. Deron Payne wants a new contract. He didn't do a lot of the teamwork. <laughs> he walked off the field a few times. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's always something. It's always something. It's always but, something. You know, depth, look, from, from what you can take away now, depth I think is still going to be a problem in the secondary. I mean, that's a lot more to get into once you get to training camp mm-hmm. and if they're able to add bodies back there. Um, but from what we saw, you know, last few weeks, uh, pretty impressed with the, uh, the quarterback so far. I saw that you guys were talking to Warren Sapp, the uh, Hall of Famer. I guess he's a really good consultant. I don't think he's going to get a job in the NFL because of his no. uh, past. Uh, it was so funny on social media, George. Everybody's like, oh, they should hire this guy. I'm like, uh, do you know about what happened? Do you, re- do you remember what happened? <laughs> Can just, go- just Google his name. <laughs> it doesn't. Exactly. It's not his football that pops up first. It's something else. Right. But it was good to see him out there. I mean, yeah, it's always good to get extra eyes and, and ears and uh, help out there. And he, of course, he's going to say all the right things, but he was raving about this defensive line. He was, Frank. And you know what? And um, he, he basically, you know, we were talking to him, and he said he loves what he sees. He loves the potential of this. And he's also told the guys, look, you know, you we were asking, you know, do these guys think, look, last year, remember during this, preseason 
all the accolades for this defense. And they yep. came out and, and mm-hmm. played, you know, nothing close to like that. So he basically was like, look, where's your trophy? Where's your gold jacket? You guys haven't accomplished anything. <laughs> and I think it is That's true. I think it is good <sighs> to have, like you said, a different set of eyes, a different voice sometimes, bringing somebody somebody that has done it. I mean, look, he is all no doubt. he does have the gold jacket. No and, doubt. And I specifically asked him, I said, do you, you know, I said, lots of talk these days about the old school way you guys did it mm-hmm. and the, the new school and these players not putting in the work. I said, do you get a sense that these guys listen and will want or, or listen to what you say slash, you know, with that you got to put in the work. You got to go mm-hmm. out to dinner with the guys. You got to be together off the field. And he said, he said, look, after day one, when I told him certain things, I came out to the field that group was already out there on the field working on things that I had told them. So he says, take that for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. But you know, you, you get guys that maybe will listen to, to somebody like him that's been through the the trenches and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, but you know how it is today's athletes. Sometimes these guys know, they know it all. So they they don't want to hear about about the old school guys, (laughs) the guys that have done it. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> which is always just fascinating to me. But right, anyway, that's a whole right. other thing. Whole but yeah, no, yeah. it was good. I think it was good to see. And he, he said, he was asked about coaching. He said, God, no. He says, I'll give you a 7A to 7P, but I ain't staying here till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Said, oh, that's funny. That's a great, yeah. hey, at least he's honest about it because yep. that's what it takes, man, in this day and age. You know, uh, <laughs> he's like, look, my defensive coordinator, Monty Kiffin, slept at the office. You know, we always hear about the stories about Joe Gibbs. Sleeping in the office, having meetings at 2 a.m., you know, uh, and knowing when it's time to break up when you hear the trash truck outside. So Warren Sapp was very honest. He goes, God, no. No. <laughs> so, pretty funny. So what's next now? So next is training camp. Right? Yeah, six weeks off. Okay. Six weeks off and then training camp. And, you know, you've got some question marks with this team now. We'll ch- how soon uh, will Chase Young be able to get on the field? How soon will Logan Thomas be able to get on the field? The tight end last year tore his ACL, MCL, oh, and meniscus. Right. We found out last week. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but they understand. You know, they're going through the rehab and um, understand. They have to just wait until they're ready. I mean, it's a long year. The last thing you want to do is is rush them back. And then the other the other thing, Frank, is the Terry McLaurin deal. Will the deal get done before training mm-hmm. camp? Ron Rivera is very adamant. Says we are not trading Terry McLaurin. He yep. basically said it's a matter of time before this deal gets done. I think there's more optimism today than there was two weeks ago. He said the two sides have talked extensively the last week, and they're heading in that right direction. Um, the last thing you want to see is Terry not show up for 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 you know training camp. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, get on. You know, the big question is, the big issue is is he how much time he's missing with this offense and Carson? Correct. Yes. And I think that I think that is a concern, yeah. especially with a new quarterback. Yeah. Um, but you can also say, look, Terry's a veteran. Terry's had 1,400 different quarterbacks in, in his first three, years, <laughs> first three years. So he's a professional. Yeah. He knows this offense inside out, and they'll they'll have six weeks or plus August to get mm-hmm. on the same page. So I don't think they're too concerned about that. Here's my, my deal with McLaurin. Like, the commanders gave you the shot, right? They gave you yes. the, they drafted you in the third round. You could have maybe fallen to the fourth or the fifth. I don't know. Um, I guess it's sort of that same old-school mentality where – this team gave you a chance. You should work through the process. You should not miss work. He's getting fined ninety grand for missing these OTAs, bro. Like, that's Correct. that's a nice chunk of change, no matter what you're making. If I was him, his advisors, I understand why they're telling him what to do. But from where I am at and the way that I approach things, it would be very hard for me to skip work while I'm trying yep. to work on a new contract. 
hey, the the I marbles agree. the marbles didn't roll my way out in the NFL draft. The Commanders gave me a shot. So there is little of the opposing angle given, I think, when it comes to the coverage of this story. It's more like, oh, good for him. He's holding out for more money. But I'm like, well, wait a second. He's under contract. The commanders gave him this opportunity. Uh, I know there's no ill will, but there is a little ill will when you're not showing up for work, quite frankly. I agree. And, and I'm kind of the same mind frame. Look, you're under contract. It's your rookie contract. You play it out, you get you get rewarded. Um, I think... Uh, you know, Jonathan Allen, remember last year, his deal got done right before training camp, but he yep. was at the mandatory. He was at he there. Was yeah. At mandatory minute. Yeah, exactly. So you want to, you want to skip OTAs and train fine. That's the stuff, but the mandatory, I did have an issue with, I get it, it's a business decision, but you're still under contract and you're going to get fined. And Rivera said he's subject to the rules to get fined. Yep. Um, I get it. Other, other wide receivers are getting paid this off season. Okay. That's just the way it works for them. I think they are going to get something done here. I don't think this team can afford to lose him, Yeah. but at the same time, I agree with you. I, I have that same outlook. Uh, you know, skip the voluntary stuff, fine, because it is voluntary. Mm-hmm. But mandatory, I, I think he needed to be there, mm-hmm. at least be on the field and, and listening. And, and, you know, how many times do we hear Mike Shanahan say mental reps? When he was here? Uh, <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. So at least be in the building. I'm, I'm yes. with you on that. I'm with yeah. you. At least be there and say, hey, I got a tweak hammy or something. I can't go. But at least you're there, so it's not a distraction. Um, Georgie, before I let you go, got to got to touch on the Nats real fast. Uh, they got a you doubleheader sure? today. I'm sure we're <laughs> <laughs> well. They got Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, his his farewell uh, again. His is what is it? His retirement ceremony. His jersey getting retired jersey. this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman weekend. Uh, yes. Um, he's a he's a really good player. He's a nice guy. I, I admire him. Uh, but when we look back at his career in five years, was I guess he was Mr. National at the start when they were struggling, and it was good to see him hang around and, and help them win the 2019 World Series. I'm just trying to think about his legacy because right off the page, I'm like, I don't. He's not a Hall of Famer for for the MLB. He's 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 deserving of getting his jersey retired by the Nationals. Um, he did have a lot of injuries, but what is what is Ryan Zimmerman's legacy as a Nat? Do you think? Oh, I think I think being the very first draft pick of Washington back That's in right. 2005. That's right. Uh, they brought him. They brought him up that year. He played uh, 20 games or so, um, and then he was consistent after that. I mean, he played full seasons at third. And then mm-hmm. he, you know, um, he was injured at times. You're right, uh, but at the same time, I, I think they are doing him right as far as the team is concerned. Being the first guy, he didn't go anywhere. He wanted to stay, you know, got one-year deals. And he was consistent for a while. I mean, I was going back and looking at uh-huh. some of the numbers. I mean, he played 162 games, 155, 157, 140. Like, he was consistent nice. playing that third base for a while. And then all the moments that he had in Washington, he opened up the new ballpark with that walk-off home run. Um, and I, I think just being the first draft pick and sticking his playing his entire career here in D.C., mm-hmm. the community work you hear a lot about, his family's here. Um, and then look, I mean, you know, he, he helped contribute that win that world series and then goes out, uh, you know, with a pretty cool scene last year too. So I think mm-hmm. they are doing it right by retiring his number and he'll be, uh, I'm sure he'll go in the media at some point if he wants. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as the nationals, he's always going to be Mr. National, uh, as far as I think, as far as the fans are concerned, um, and as far as the team is concerned. The uh, the team this year not very good. Uh, pitching stinks. Steven Strasburg, <laughs> no one surprised by oh. that. Can they force him no. to retire? Like, what are they going to do with him? I have no idea. Their hands are so I, tied I with that situation. 
I mean, look, he's, this, the, the money is what it is, okay? You, 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 you won the World Series, you gave him $245 million. I mean, okay. But the seven years is the problem. Right. I don't know if they took out insurance on his deal. Mm-hmm. I would think they were smart. They would have because of all the injuries he has yeah. suffered over his careers. Over his career, but look, Frank, thirty-three innings since the World Series, That's <laughs> not very good. I, I mean, since you're the MVP, thirty-three oh innings for, for 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 the money, and you can't go back and look at the contract now. Okay, yeah. I guess you give him the big deal, but I heard somebody was interesting the other day. I don't know where I heard it. He's like, look, you you sign a contract for uh, what the team thinks you're going to be for Correct. the next seven years, not based on what you did. Correct. I don't know if you and I have this kind of whoever has this conversation. But I get that. I mean, you know, mm. they rewarded him for, for sticking around and winning the World Series. It was their he's their guy as well. The 2010, you know, that that opener, the, all the hype mm-hmm. around his opener. I mean, yes, he's a homegrown guy. He's been here as well. But uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think he's done. I, mean, I think, I, he's, I think done. he's done. I think he's done too. I think it's over. He'll maybe retire, but then I I don't even. What happens if you retire? Still, you still get the money, I guess. I don't know. It's just. But but here's the other thing on the mm-hmm. field. I mean, if this Nationals team, Mike Rizzo says, and he's said it repeatedly, mm-hmm. he wants to be competitive next year. Okay? Next he's year, two years. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. But for them to be to do that, you need a a Strasburg in that rotation. Whether he's mm-hmm. one, two, three, or four, I think you know. With the money you've invested in him, you need him to pitch. Yep. I think he's an integral part of this, but I just don't see it happening. No, and if they are going to think that way, they got to shut him down again for this year. Like, just don't even bring yeah. him back. You're 20 games under 500. There's no reason to bring him back to get injured again. Like, what, what are you doing here? And their 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 starting pitching is in such shambles, and their offense isn't doing much. It's it, they're so hot and cold. It's, I mean, as a fan, there is literally no reason for me to go watch this team right now. That's what's the no. shame about it. There's not, and the Patrick Corbin situation too. The poor guy's getting just beat up. I mean, you know, they can't, they're scoring no runs for him. He's giving up six runs an inning early on. Uh, you know, they're locked into him for quite some time. How do you feel? And how about Joe Ross? The guy also worked. Forgot about him, yeah, right? Right. Try and get back, but now a second Tommy John surgery on another guy. They're counting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're they have, they have they have some issues. My my last thing about the Nationals is the other night, and I don't understand uh, uh, whatever science these days. But Joe Ross, not Joe Ross, it was uh, Josiah Gray was going to pitch, right? And so he goes yep. through his warmups, and then there's an hour rain delay, and they're like they scratch him, and that just sends the entire rotation into disarray. I don't understand yep. arms or anything, and I don't understand uh, health. But I guess that's how they it is these days, right? You just you warm up, up. You can't go. There's too much of a risk. But I understand why because they have so much injuries. Yeah. They don't want to do anything. They're like, okay, no, no, you're no, right. You're, you're not going to pitch. Delicate, yeah, it's such a delicate thing with the pitching, isn't it? With the arms, it's like if you warm up, you go through your whole warm up. You're done. What do you mean? You, what do you mean you can't pitch an hour? You know, it's, it's, you're, you're right. It's, it's tough to kind of to fathom how delicate this, this, these pitching arms are. But yeah, I mean, you're it's, it's, oh, to your God. point. This pitching staff is in such disarray. The last thing you want is Josiah Gray, a guy you traded for yep. last year in the Scherzer de- uh, Trey mm-hmm. Turner deal, who you're counting on also to be one of the faces of this rotation. Yes. The last thing you want is Dan to go down. All right, Georgia, give us your info. Where can we follow you? And uh, again, happy Father's Day, man. Milk it for all it is, bro. We're going to milk it, baby. We're going to happy Father's <laughs> Day to you as well. Thanks, bro. G Wallace, G Wallace, W T O P, anything you want to hear. Uh, well, not anything, but most things you want to hear, you can find it there. Awesome, bro. Thank you, man. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Pops Day. Thanks, See you. Frank. All right, bro. See you. It's George Wallace, Sports Director, WTOP. We appreciate his time on this Friday. When we return, we're going to wrap things up with my NBA final thoughts. 
Uh, what do the Wizards now do with their uh, future as we sort of see what it takes to be an NBA champion? Obviously, Wizards are way off on being even in the same stratosphere, but maybe some ideas of how to get into that area. We'll do that next on the DC CityCast, presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 Please do me a favor, download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. U.S. Open Golf is going on right now, and Bet Rivers is giving you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts. While the players are on the course, terms and conditions apply. Seaside for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. I know you and I have the same feeling when you right away know that you have made an absolutely terrible decision on a wager. And that's exactly how I felt last night when Steph Curry started getting cooking. And I said to myself, what were you thinking taking the Celtics? Well, this is exactly why I took the Celtics, because I thought they had no shot. (laughs) And they proved me right, even though I went contrarian. Oh, what a disaster. I feel so bad if you are are a Boston fan, and I feel even worse if you put money on the Celtics like yours truly because it was an absolute disaster. Uh, A team that showed zero fight, zero uh, focus, made the exact same mistakes that they had made for the last three games. Turnovers, scoring droughts, and not boxing out. Like three basic things that you've got to do at any level to win at the highest level. And the Celtics did not do that. God bless Steph Curry. He was phenomenal. He was fantastic. But the Celtics allowed him to be fantastic, right? With these ineptitude, well, an ineptitude of getting an offensive rebound. Like how many threes did Steph Curry make after an offensive rebound? At least two to three. Right? That's that's nine points that you give away. Then you have 20-some turnovers. Like, this is the NBA, and you're making these grade school mistakes. Grade school mistakes! The Warriors had that killer instinct. The Celtics played terrified, and that's what happens when you play terrified. You make terrible decisions. Marcus Smart was just, I don't know what that dude was doing. Jason Tatum played just so, so, I don't want to use the word soft. I don't want to use the word soft, but just a lack of something. His shots were short, making terrible decisions, his turnovers. Did you see how many turnovers the dude had for this playoffs? Like the most ever, like over 100 turnovers. 
For a superstar, allegedly, that's not good. And I've waffled on Tatum many a time saying, oh, okay, well, maybe he finally is in that conversation as a bona fide superstar in this league, right? And now he's sort of back down to that second tier. Back down to that second tier. I've said I don't like Draymond Green, but give him his props. He was very good in in game six, hit some big threes. There were guys making threes just when the Celtics were trying to get over that hump. It was like 10, it was 9, it was 11. And then Otto Porter would hit a three. Wiggins would hit a three. And then there was that curious non-challenge. I think the lead was at eight. That big hump that the Celtics just couldn't get over. And Poole goes to the basket, doesn't get fouled. But they whistle, I believe, the big kid Williams for a foul. And it was like nine minutes left. And the lead was only eight. And and for some reason, Ime Adoka doesn't challenge that call. Don't leave your challenges in your satchel. That would have been ruled a no foul. They would have probably had a jump ball at least. And maybe get possession of the basketball. And you're only down eight. But Poole hits the shot. They go down by 10. Celtics come back and miss a shot. I think the Warriors hit another three up by 13. And I'm going, why didn't the Celtics challenge that call? Because it clearly wasn't a foul. So just mismanagement. uh, Players playing with their heads cut off. And I'm watching it going, and I bet on this team. Ah! (laughs) Ah! And I bet on the Celtics. So... I'm sad. Season is over. NBA season is over. But hey, at least we get to look now to the future for our Washington Wizards and we see how far away they are. Or are they from being in at least sort of the discussion of competing at the highest level, right? So we see, okay, yes, you have to have the ingredients. You have to have talent. You have to have out-of-this-world shooting, right? But then it comes down to the minute little things. And if I'm Coach Wes Unseld and I'm the brass of this squad and we are assuming that Bradley Beal is going to sign this super max deal, we're assuming Chris Porzingis comes back, we're assuming we have all these guys, Rui Hachimura, Corey Kispert, Denny Abdia, who am I missing? Daniel Gafford. You don't want to, you know, this is like the time of the year where you, where you say, oh, well, how can the Wizards imitate or emulate or be like the NBA champions? Now, of course, we know they can't be because you have some of the best shooters in the history of the game on one squad, right? But if I am in the Wizards organization, I say, guys, look, the Celtics, yeah, they've got some pretty good players, but my God, man, their bench scored five points in the NBA Finals game six. Five, white, and I don't know who else had two or three points, and then somebody else had a bucket. How is that possible? Jason Tatum's good. Jalen Brown's very good. Al Horford's very good. But you're telling me that the Celtics in the East are yay that much better than us? Marcus Smart, yay that much better than us? Record-wise, yeah, absolutely. Yes, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they beat the Bucs team without Chris Middleton. I mean, the Bucs were probably the best team arguably out of the East and injuries killed them. Like, if you are the Wizards and I'm giving you a pep talk, I'm saying, guys, yes, we have sucked the last two years. Let's do something about it. The pieces, are we that far away? Maybe from Golden State, but in the East, are we that far away? Maybe. But let's start off with the little things. Like, going into training camp next year, whoever they drafted 10, and I'm thinking they should draft a big, 
If that Duran kid is available for Memphis, that's who I'm taking. He may not be there at 10. I'm not drafting another swing guard, for the love of God. Please don't. That's if Briel is still here. We don't need another 6'7 athletic wing guy. We have enough of those. We got Kispert. We got Abdia. We got Rui. Chris Porzingis, like... Um, maybe I'm fooling myself into thinking that they, they should be more competitive than they are, but what, what else are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Sit here and say they're going to suck next year? Or are we going to sit here and say, let's let's give an idea of hope and how this team can compete and be better and be a six or a seven perhaps in the East? Right? I know talent is key, but if Bradley Beal is going to make $250 million to be the highest paid player in the NBA, hey, there's your talent. Now what can we do to build around him? Even though arguably we all think that Beal would be a great two or three on a contending team. Like is Bradley Beal watching this going, wow, if I was on this squad, I could probably be hoisting a ring at this time next year. Or do I want to take that extra money? I mean, if I'm Bradley Beal, I'm taking the extra money. Now, there are rumors floating around that they want to make a a deal for a a veteran guard. Absolutely should. But who's out there? Who can you trade away? Now, I've seen people say they don't like Malcolm Brogdon. I actually like Malcolm Brogdon a lot. And when you are struggling so mightily for so many years, you might as well try something different. And it, but again, that's up to the organization if they think Brogdon can be a good point guard for your squad. Now, remember, he was fantastic with the Bucs two or three years ago. Fantastic. He's a good defender, can shoot the three. Uh, he's, a, he's a quality guy, character guy, using all the Jay Billis's. But I don't mind shaking it up after you sign Bradley Beal to that big deal. So let's say for argument's sake, you do bring in Brogdon, you trade out, you know, Avdia or uh, Kispert. I think Kispert is very tradable. Like he's a, what, he's just a three-point shooter. He's fine. He's good. He's, you know, he's 24 now. But he's not gonna he's not gonna blow you out of the water. Like he's not gonna be another Clay Thompson, unless the brass thinks that's the case. But you have you have tradable assets right now if you're the Wizards. You've got guys that you've seen enough of to say, okay, whether they will be a part of this or not. I mean, I think we've seen enough of Rui Hachimura, right? To decide whether he's gonna be a part of this. Same with Denny Abdia. I think same with, with Corey Kispert to some degree. These are your last three first round draft picks. I think we've seen enough. So if you want to deal some of these guys to Indiana, maybe your draft pick for for Brogdon, I would not give up. That would be the last thing I would do is trade my number 10 pick as part of a deal for Brogdon. But if it has to be done, let's just do it. Let's shake it up. Why not? Again, what have we done lately for 44 years? Zippy. Zup. Nup. Nothing. But again, this is from a selfish perspective. I, I do like Brogdon. I really do. Will the Pacers want to give him up? I don't know. Pacers are sort of like the Wizards. They're just in purgatory. Although, hey, the Pacers have gone a lot farther than the Wizards have historically. I don't think they've won a championship yet. But, you know, they, they've done some things recently that the Wizards have not done when it comes to getting far in the uh, in the playoffs. Yes, the Wizards are ways away from what the Golden State has accomplished. But they're not as terrible as as I think we think they could be. 
If they sign Beal to this big deal, he's got to bring people in tow. Chris Dapps, Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, I forgot about him. Another swing guard. <laughs> they don't have bad pieces, but can they put it together? That's really what it comes down to. And we saw the Celtics, they got the pieces, and then they just totally fragmented the last three or four games. Oh, that's such a shame. They were up 2-1, to one, man. Favored to win the series. Remember they were favored to win the series, and I told you to take Golden State at a value, and they did. Oh, and they came back and won in six. They won three straight games. My God. So that's where we are at the Wizards. We got the what the draft is coming up uh, in a week or so. We'll see if they wheel and deal. I would say they probably draft, and then maybe they make a deal if they're trying to get a veteran point guard in here. So a lot to be determined. All right, let's put a, a bow on this bad boy. Appreciate you checking us out. Follow me at jfrankhanran. Uh, at Bed Rivers, at Vison Live. Appreciate my man George Wallace coming on to join us to chat some commanders and nationals again for the Nats. We're taking the Phillies all weekend long, even though it is Ryan Zimmerman uh, weekend as well. They're going to honor the Z-Man tomorrow. And um, I didn't even touch on the World Cup not coming to D.C. Let me just say, uh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Less traffic. I mean, you could drive to, to Boston or wherever or, or uh, Atlanta if you really want to watch the World Cup. And FedEx Field is such a dump and it's not big enough to host actual soccer. That's why D.C. didn't get it. It's not I mean, I don't I don't think it has much to do with Dan Snyder or anything. It's just facilities weren't that great. And Baltimore, Mar- or Baltimore D.C. would have been the joint bid. Right. And M&T's got that fake turf. They'd have to go to grass. Like, I think there are a lot of factors that go into it, not just the area. I think it was probably the stadium not being great, the sites not being that great. So from a selfish perspective, I don't really... I'm a big soccer stan. I love soccer. Went to the World Cup when it was here in 94. Uh, I've gone to many qualifiers. I'm a big red, white, and blue guy. But you know what? If I really want to go to a game, I'll just go to another city. Make it a weekend trip. It's okay. We got four years to figure it out. I mean, it's not that big of a deal not to be here. I know people were pissed about it and they want to make money and they want to ring it. But like, it's okay. I'm okay with it. It's okay. We'll survive. We'll survive. And it's too bad. I mean, Audi Field only has, what, 20,000? So that's the problem with these MLS select stadiums. They obviously want to have bigger stadiums to host for these big games. And FedEx just sucks. And M&T, they'd have to go to grass, blah, blah, blah. You know the rest of the story. So I'm not that disappointed that D.C. didn't get the World Cup. I'll be honest with you. I love soccer, love the World Cup. But you know what? Not that bad. It's not that that big a deal to me. All right, so again, Nats, Phillies. We're taking the Phillies all weekend long. And I think that's pretty much it. Pretty much it when it comes to uh, wagering uh this weekend enjoy yourself happy father's day to all the dads out there we appreciate you and uh we will chat on monday we'll see how everything shakes out this has been the dc city cast presented by bet river sportsbook i'm frank hanran from visa and see ya